When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 16, Episode 7, Choosing Kids Over Cody. It's an easy choice. <laughs> you always take the simplest option that's in front of you. Don't complicate your decisions. Every single time. Every single time. That's what's going on. I feel like we learned a lot about this episode, about what Cody deems as a legal adult, age limitations on staying in your parents' homes. A lot of hypocritical thoughts and actions here. It's going to be a lot to document and to keep track of. It even required a dictionary. Did it now? We'll talk a little bit more about the definitions of the word appreciate. The only way that Cody knows it is when you buy land and it appreciates in value. <laughs> First and foremost, because he is, I don't know if you're aware, a real estate mogul, a tycoon, if you will. Trying to keep his sons from showing him up in the real estate world. If Cody can't afford a down payment, nobody can. Nobody's allowed. But anyway, the TLC description for this one is, Janelle's kids blow up and call Cody's COVID rules stupid. Later, at a family meeting to plan the holidays, Cody tries to persuade some of his wives to stay in town and follow his rules. Janelle walks out on him angry and cursing. It's the moment that we have all been waiting for. Janelle putting some of those words she's learned in her rap music into action. Between this and we have a good escalation here that's happening in the season. Finally, last week we had the nanny reveal, that big blow up. That was the whole thing. How do you top it? You get Janelle telling Cody to fuck off at a family meeting. <laughs> that is, that is the proper escalation. All right, I've got a little episode rewrite for what we saw. Let's hear it. Gabe spills some hot tea. Robin forgets to sanitize her mail. Cody becomes the caretaker of the Overlook Hotel. An F-bomb sends shockwaves through the Sister Wives universe. Oh boy, it's a lot to go over. 
But before we jump into that, quick reminder, if you're looking for our older episodes, seasons one, two, three, and four are now on the Patreon over at patreon.com slash surviving pod. We also have a whole plethora of additional bonus content on there as well. Our Let's Talk About It episodes and Married at First Sight season 11, Plathville season one. A recap of Lula Rich on Amazon Prime. We got a whole bunch of other stuff over there too. So be sure to swing by and check that out. Remember, every dollar that you pledge makes us just a little bit more successful than my sister wife's closet. I'm good at business. I am great at business. Okay, here we go. Janelle and Gabe are outside raking leaves again. This seems to be an activity that they do a lot. All the time. This is my life now? I'm just raking leaves. That was my first thought. I want the piece of property with zero trees on it. No more trees. Sorry, guys. (laughs) And out of nowhere, Cody pulls up in his giant truck. He's brought a chainsaw which maybe is something he shouldn't be allowed to wield anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Chainsaw manufacturers out there, maybe some. Maybe there should be a waiting period for buying a chainsaw. He's here to help do yard work, which I guess is the only interaction he's willing to have with Gabe and basically Janelle at this point. And there's a lot of tension. That's where we learn that COVID has hurt Cody's relationship with Janelle's boys. And then we flash to a blurry cell phone image of Gabe and Cody at a table, not making eye contact. And I feel like that was just production thumbing through all their footage. And they're like, I don't know. This is the only thing that we have of them in the same room together. (laughs) Do you remember one of the last scenes with Gabe and Cody alone in recent seasons? I think it was at Janelle's rental when they recently moved to Flagstaff and Cody had no idea that he was graduating so soon. Yes, where he had gone the entire summer doing his senior year. And it's like August at this point and he's almost done. And Cody is just learning now that he has been spending the entire time doing all of the work for his senior year of school over three months of the summer. I guess Cody had some friends to hang out with that season. So (laughs) Gabe and the boys took a back seat. Also, did you like how as soon as he pulled up, he started criticizing the job that they were doing? He can only come over to help with the outside stuff in general. So he's going to go ahead and take it upon himself to trim some trees while he's here. The feelings about Robin's list of rules, and yes, I am calling them Robin's list of rules, not Cody's, haven't really changed. Mary is the only one who's excited about them because now Cody and Robin have no excuse to cancel her play date. We get the whole recap of the rules. Robin, Cody, and their nanny seem to be able to follow. Mary too, but she doesn't get any credit. And they're clearly overcompensating for risks, which Janelle's not a fan of. Speaking of risk... Too much risk having Gabe around for this very private conversation that Janelle and Cody are going to have. So she asks him to excuse himself from the outdoors and to go inside. And Gabe takes this opportunity. Go ahead and take a shot at Cody. No response here on this one because he's like, what, are you kicking me out of outside? (laughs) Better watch, kid. He's going to kick you out of the house. (laughs) You're going to tell me that he doesn't know about the conversations that have been happening with Garrison? (laughs) Of course he's aware of that. He leaves, and then Janelle proceeds to apologize. Why? Why, girl? Yeah, that sucked. I didn't like that. No. First of all, why would you apologize when you saw how Mary's apology went the other day when you were all together? Yeah, be careful. But she isn't proud of how she reacted to the rules when they were presented to her the other day, so she's trying to save her ass here, making sure she stays in the rotation. And look, it's just, it's doing all the things. All the things is too many things. 
Some of these things are just wild. It's just too extra for Janelle to follow. And she makes the mistake of bringing up Robin's name in the same sentence as the rules. So Cody corrects her. See, the thing is, Robin sees the value in following the rules. The value being Cody. Cody's the prize in this Cracker Jack box. (laughs) He wants to be the prize in the Cracker Jack box. But he's just as useless (laughs) as a prize in a Cracker Jack box. Janelle finally gets some real talk here and she counters that on the couch by saying Robin doesn't have to make any hard decisions because her kids all stay home. She doesn't have any adult children. It's basically reading between the lines here. She has adult children, but not fully functioning, independent adults like my children who are adults. Cody just wants to know, is Janelle going to follow the rules so that he can come home? Rule number one being Garrison needs to be out of the house this week, preferably today, maybe before dinner tonight, if possible. (laughs) Janelle also mentions that her mental health has really been suffering through all of this, so she can't really handle this entire list of rules. And Cody thinks her mental health would improve if he could just come back home. Is this why Cody's becoming more and more unhinged? He's spending less time with Janelle, who keeps him grounded and sane? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure Robin would tell you, your mental health is going to decline the more time you spend with Cody. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't bring it up in their one-on-one conversation later this episode, but maybe it just didn't make the episode. This is where we get into the conversation about how Cody, he's such a good dad, and he has to be here for all of his children. And Ari's only four, and she needs to have a dad until she's 21. And there's also like Savannah and of course King Solomon and um um truly. Right. The other one. <laughs> so this is where it was clear to me that the rules are about keeping Cody safe because Robin can't navigate the world without Cody. Well, we already knew that though. I think he this is just a control point again, because it's not about safety measures or precautions for anybody in the family. It's who will obey my orders. Robin will. Robin has locked down all of her children to make sure that I'm able to be at her house. What is it going to take? It has really become a pissing match about who is willing to do the most to have Cody come to their house. That's what it has devolved to. And this is the point where Janelle is referencing out to Garrison's like three more months. Give him three months to finish saving up for this down payment on a house. He's worked so hard. He's gotten this far. Can't we just give him a little bit more time so we can make sure that he's fully prepared out there and ready to go in the real world? And that's like stabbing Cody in the heart, basically, (laughs) is what Janelle is proposing here. This is absurd. He's making all these sacrifices and nobody else can make any sacrifices to do the same thing for him. I would just like you to have your kids socially distance from the house. (laughs) Socially (laughs) Meaning, get out. Get out and stay out. I think he realized that using the term kick them out sounded bad on TV, so he has rephrased it to socially distance from the home. It's a new COVID protocol. (laughs) He's just putting social distance in front of everything now. (laughs) If he wants you away from him. (laughs) Still trying to kick these dudes out of the house, but Janelle poses an interesting question. Would you have socially distanced from your girlfriend at age 20, Cody? We get a whole backstory about how Cody did socially distance 
from all women, not just his girlfriends of choice, when he went on his mission for two years. I don't think that's why Cody was woman-free for two years (laughs) at that point. There is something repelling about his personality that I think he's not taking into account. I think the mission was one factor in a long, long list of reasons why women were not interested. But this is a big issue for Gabe. He is not willing to stop spending time with his girlfriend. So Janelle has come up with an alternative proposal here. What if Gabe's girlfriend moves in and not into the house, but into the rental suite attached to the house for the two weeks leading up to Thanksgiving? Cody's quarantine corner. (laughs) No. Ah, Cody can't answer. He can't say yes. He can't say no because Robin will kill him either way. (laughs) Well, he's got to consult her first. I have to double check and see if that follows the rules. I don't know. Off the top of my head, I got to double check. We haven't resolved that, but it's time to deal with Garrison. Cody wants him to stop hanging out with his non-existent friends. All these friends that moved away out of state and are no longer here. He needs to stop hanging out with them. I told you last week, I did not understand what he was talking about when he kept saying that he has this big social life that is getting in the way of Cody coming to the house. Janelle even goes as far to say she's a little worried about Garrison because he's kind of become a loner now that all his friends have moved away after the summer. And that enrages Cody because he now takes this as an affront that Garrison chose to hang out with his friends all summer instead of hanging out with him. And now that his friends are gone, he's crawling back and wants to come see Cody again. Cody is heartbroken that Garrison didn't need him all summer long, even though he is a big boy, 21 years old at this point, according to Cody's rules and stipulations. But he had his own friends, and he didn't want to hang out with his dear old dad all summer long. Now those friends are gone and Garrison's feeling lonely. Tough luck, kid. Cody doesn't want to be the second option. Are you 12, sir? Like, why is he acting like a middle schooler whose friends ditched him and now he doesn't want them to come back? But then he bitches on the couch. Whatever happened to Team Brown? I don't know. You're undermining it right now, too. Janelle's telling you that one of your kids is feeling isolated and lonely and you're saying, "Ah, let him wallow in it. He deserves it. Oh, he's long past caring about that. I know, but I'm just saying to then sit on the couch and be like, oh, whatever happened to Team Brown? He's doing to Janelle exactly what he's been doing to Christine, right? He had an issue with Christine and he took it out on the entire family, including the kids, by not seeing them. He's doing the same thing to Janelle, except he's targeting the boys and asking her to get them away from the house. He's just sick of... Janelle's criticism and all the criticism at Janelle's house about him and his decisions and his supposed rules. But Cody has finally figured out that his family and his kids don't really want to be around him necessarily. It's not worth all of this trouble. It took 16 seasons, Cody. It took him a while, (laughs) but he got there. You can actually see those marbles fall into place. Click, click. He's going on and on and on trying to justify kicking Garrison out of the house by saying... They're adults. Bye-bye. He's such a dickhead. Because, I mean, well, and then I like how he had to stipulate 21. At age 21, Cody has karmically paid his debt as a parent to any child in any home. I thought that was a very interesting age to choose. Because 
if you look at how old everyone is at this point in time, again, this is filming probably late October, early November of 2020. Garrison has just turned 21 at the end of October. He is 21 and a few days old. Brand new. (laughs) Dayton is 20 years old. So we can't kick him out of the house yet. He's still in his infancy. Karmically, we haven't paid him off yet. (laughs) Remember back in the old days when he was trying to build Logan an entire wing of the house when Janelle was trying to save money? Logan was parenting. (laughs) That's true. So He did bring value. A lot of value. (laughs) And I think that was an interesting thing that people were pointing out on the Discord this weekend that we were talking about here too. It seems like Cody has some jealousy towards his adult sons who are, by comparison, more successful than him in different ways, in careers, in relationships. Well, he also doesn't understand the concept of why you would need to save money before you would go and spend money. Right, because back in the good old days, when Cody got kicked out of his house at 18, by the way, he's being grace parent here, adding an extra three years onto their sentences or uh, (laughs) onto their, you know, whatever. Giving him till 21. All he had was 50 bucks and a crappy car. But if that's what you had, and clearly your life was nothing but struggles for a significant amount of time, wouldn't you wish better on your kids? You don't want to send them out into that horrible experience of trying to navigate adulthood being completely broke with no marketable skills. <laughs> All I could think was what kind of Great Depression story was that? 50 bucks? <laughs> I bought a bushel of apples and I sold them for a nickel a piece. <laughs> also, I seem to remember an entire episode of this show where he bitched about his relationship with his dad. Yeah, there was a whole conflict turmoil thing. We just got finished recapping that at the end of season six. But okay, Cody, whatever backs up your story and is convenient at the time. It's the same conversation between him and Janelle. They're talking in circles. They never get anywhere. Turns out contracts are a bitch because Cody cannot legally kick Janelle's boy is out of the house because her name is on the lease. His is not. This independent bitch made sure he can't get anyone thrown out of this house. Well, yeah, that was his big sticking point was he was no longer going to be on paperwork with wives anymore. Just Robin. <laughs> Remember that? So he he dug his own grave on this one. There you go. Biting you in the ass. Anyway, he's going to storm off in his truck and sail away into the bright blue yonder. So while Janelle had been outside having that conversation with Cody in the front yard, the kids were in the backyard, and I'm hoping that they were listening through the fence. Janelle has now been tasked with the responsibility of pitching all of these new rules to her kids and see how it goes. If we can manage to follow these rules to get together for the holidays, can we get together as a family and sanitize our hands and wear some masks? Can we do that? It doesn't seem... Like, that's going to be doable. She didn't even bother bringing out the list. Did you see Gabe's face when he heard that there was a list? A list? He basically laughed. Yeah, that's that's not for me. I don't think he's laughing at the fact that there is a list of rules. I think he's laughing at the fact that he asked for a list of rules forever, and now all of a sudden they've come to fruition out of nowhere. Everybody did. (laughs) And it didn't count until there was threat of nanny removal. So she tells them all of the extra rules that are included. And Gabe basically says the exact same thing that Janelle said to Cody, which was amazing. (laughs) He said, great, see you in February. 
And this is where Janelle is then begging for some understanding. Please, can we think through this? Can we talk about this a little bit? And Gabe's like, look, I'll cooperate with you, but I'll be the first to tell you this is stupid. This is dumb. It's not going well. It gets worse because then Garrison proposes just telling Cody that they've been following the extra rules, but not doing them. Right. That was where it's like, oh, now you're getting into a, a very dangerous territory here because that is the concern. If you say that you're doing all these things, but you're not actually doing all these things, there's a breach of trust. Janelle was worried last week of what if I do all these things, actually do them, and they just straight up don't believe that I'm doing them because that's kind of the circumstance that they're in right now. No, that's exactly it. I needed more from Janelle at this point. She needed to speak up and say, first of all, that's not cool because if somebody is worried about something, you don't lie to them about it. Second of all, they already think that you're liars because of things like this. So why would you say that? Why would you put that into the universe? You're just proving them right. Exactly. Don't do that. It also makes me wonder if they have been lying about following certain rules and Cody has found that out. That seems like it could be the case where then, yeah, Robin and Cody then have more concerns and there has already been breaches of trust. And that's why this is being addressed in the way that it has been. Which if that's the case, it would have been nice to have seen that because it would be something to help us understand a little better. Even though, look, the way Cody has approached this whole thing has sucked. But I can understand the whole not trusting them if there was a reason not to trust them. But we haven't seen that happen on camera. No, but Cody and Robin are the villains this season, and they are continuing to paint them that way (laughs) this episode. Janelle is having a really hard time reining them in in the conversation. Everyone's just getting angrier, except for poor little Savannah. (laughs) Yeah, Savannah's the only one who's on target here. She's like, look, I don't really have a say in this. Mom, you drive me places, so whatever you do, that's basically what I'm going to do too. It would be nice if I could have a social life, but I'm not allowed to at this point. Gabe is upset because he has not seen Cody in nine months, which is something Cody denies. I guess he thinks that when he stops by and does yard work for five minutes and then kicks Gabe out of the front yard, that that counts. Yeah, threatening to evict Garrison on a weekly basis, monthly basis on those visits, that counts as enough interaction and checks Cody's boxes for parenting. I got a little uncomfortable the next part when Janelle tries explaining on the couch that She and Cody didn't raise sheeple, which tells me a little something about maybe what Janelle's Facebook feed looked like at this point in time. Yeah, that's not the only where we go one we go all that she's subscribing (laughs) to at this point, maybe, perhaps. We have concerns. When you teach kids to think for themselves, turns out sometimes it bites you in the ass, and this is one of those occasions. Gabe's just reacting exactly like Cody was in the front yard, where it's everything's an emotional rejection. I'm being rejected. And so then they're they're lashing out. Gabe even calls himself out on it. Dad is being childish. Don't get me wrong. But we're being childish in response to him being childish too. I have a hard time with this because I don't agree with everything that Gabe says. But for some reason, I'm rooting for him here. And I think that it's because my sister and I are very much like this in terms of being opinionated and speaking what we think to my mom. Where he was, at one point, he was like, bring dad here. I'll yell at dad. Oh, yeah, That's I would have said I, I want to yell at dad. <laughs> <laughs> so just bring him here and I'll yell at him. Why am I talking to you about this, mom? <laughs> but now it's time to talk about Thanksgiving. We talked about what the rules are. Didn't go so well. Here's the deal. You can follow the rules and we can have Thanksgiving here. No, 
Not going to do that. Although Gabe and Garrison do suggest an alternative plan. They are willing to stay in a hotel for two weeks so that Janelle and Savannah can follow the rules in quarantine and have Thanksgiving with Cody. Gabe's sticking point here is that his girlfriend's birthday is on Thanksgiving, so he's not willing to give up the socializing aspects of the rules so that quarantining, he won't be able to follow that as strictly as Cody is wanting him to. But what if he quarantined up to Thanksgiving did Thanksgiving with the family, and then went to see his girlfriend on Thanksgiving evening afterwards, and then that's when you break the quarantine. Well, now you're just putting too much logic in here. I'm just saying there's options. (laughs) I mean, it wouldn't be great. It's just leading up to her birthday. You wouldn't be able to see her either. So there is the drawback still, but then you have an option. What do you think would have been happening in that hotel room for two weeks? Oh boy, with Garrison and Gabby, I think you would have had more than socializing to worry about. Just be smoke coming out from under that door for two solid weeks. Cheech and Chong. (laughs) Then little Savannah speaks up and tries to advocate for Janelle. Look, you guys are being mean. Mom's in a hard place here. She's still the sweetest little thing. Garrison has decided he doesn't give a fuck about his down payment anymore. That's fine. I don't need three more months. I'll leave. Fuck dad. I'm over it. It's his problem. Gabe is yelling about how Cody has been at Robin's house for nine months now. Can we talk about that? She has had him at her house the whole time. That's where Janelle has to be like, look, I don't track Cody's time. I don't follow him around and document it and stuff. I guess the kids do. Well, it's like, maybe you should (laughs) for a little bit, maybe a month, and just add it up and compare a little bit just to see where it ends up where we have to draw the attention back because we were losing topic. Everybody's yelling. Everybody's upset. There's emotional responses, reactions, ridiculous claims that are being stated. I'm just going to move out. We'll live in a hotel for two weeks. It's here. It's there. We'll just lie, whatever. But it's like, can we just decide Thanksgiving and Christmas? What are we doing? What are we going to do? Maybe Janelle should have brought up the second option a little bit sooner, but she held off. Now she tells them, well, we could go and have Thanksgiving with Christine because they're going to be traveling. They're potentially not staying here. I think Gabe called it out. I think he said, isn't Christine traveling? And then Janelle had to go, well, yeah, I think she might be going to Utah with the girls. And that opens up the door with, oh, is that an option then? Can we do that for Thanksgiving? I think you're right. I didn't realize that some family members communicate with each other. Yeah, and Janelle's <laughs> kids have a real attachment with Christine. So they know what's going on. They already knew what was happening here. So they decide if she stays, they'll stay and they'll social distance, except Gabe won't stop seeing his girlfriend. So. Oh, Christine doesn't mind that. She'd probably invite her over too. <laughs> he does say that I go over to her house all the time and she knows I see my girlfriend. So Christine... Getting in trouble for breaking the rules. Christine's the cool mom. <laughs> she doesn't have those rules. And Janelle is just so exhausted by this entire conversation. She feels like a zombie. She's just going to sit down and watch hours of television alone. And then I guess curl up with a good book. One of those plural marriage benefits we learn about later. Yeah, because Janelle's making house calls. It has recently been Robin's birthday. So she's got a little something special for her. And come drop it by the house over at Chateau Shira. She's got a gift. 
that she has not bothered to wrap. It is still in the box that it was shipped in. You're lucky you didn't get one of those random misordered boxes that you should have <laughs> cracked open the shipping box to make sure it was the right thing. You got to check. I got a lot of wrong stuff from Amazon over the over Christmas. It was a mess for a little <laughs> while there. Yeah, you open it up and it's just like, wow, it's... Two packages of pens. I didn't order this. Two packages of pen and a planner for 2020? This is weird. <laughs> That's not what I ordered. Robin is just so excited to have a birthday gift delivered to her by one of her sister wives that she doesn't hesitate to open the box or touch all over the package. Yeah, she didn't sanitize, which seemed to be a rule. I guess the nanny wasn't there that day. Did you hear Janelle call it out too? I don't know if you want to like wipe it down or spray it or something. (laughs) (laughs) Disinfect. If you want to put it in the old decontamination chamber for a little while. (laughs) I let it sit on my stoop for about three days before I brought it over, but I did just handle it up the driveway here. If she really did wipe that down and they cut it out, man, that's some nasty editing. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing Robin dirty. But what does it end up being? It's a towel warmer, so it's like every day is a spa day. I have been so into this since the moment I saw this on the TV. This just seems like something else to burn a house down. (laughs) Probably, but at least I'd have warm towels for a while. Christine doesn't trust toasters. I don't trust towel warmers. (laughs) Cody was really into the gift, more than Robin seemed to be. Well, he was just glad it wasn't a nutcracker or an angel. Who do you think gives Robin all the nutcrackers and angels? Mary. (laughs) Now more than ever, because it's out of spite, remember, (laughs) but the only reason why she does anything anymore. But this gift, this thoughtful gift from Janelle to Robin, it's about self-care. That's what it really comes down to. And Janelle is really trying to foster Robin's ability to take care of herself in any way. (laughs) So she doesn't have to rely on Cody being at her house 24-7 for everything. Cody must be driving Robin crazy today because she invites Janelle to stay a little while. Let's go over to the backyard and have a little conversation. So Janelle gets to take a look around at the $900,000 estate here. (laughs) Taking a peek. Take it all in. Wow. You got some trees back here. This is nice. I still can't decide if I want the trees, if I don't want the trees. It's a mixed emotion. Have trees ever been discussed this much on any other reality TV show? Probably not. (laughs) Unless it was a metaphor for something else. But maybe it is a metaphor for something else. And we don't know yet. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Robin 
gets extremely nervous when she is around Janelle. She has a case of the giggles. And she's telling her, the trees, yeah, this will make a great house for a rental once we move on to the property. That's wishful thinking. (laughs) It's the only way the Brown family could come up with a plan to pay their mortgage was to get somebody else to do it. (laughs) It's the only way they can do it. But yeah, Robin's also just taking some time to whip up some word salad for us here. She has no idea what she's talking about. She's just rambling, rambling on. Robin doesn't get how Janelle and Cody can spend so much time apart, or at least that's what I derived from the word salad. Yeah, it was tough to piece that together. But did you notice there was a little bit of, uh, speaking of parts, in Robin's part over here? (laughs) Did you check that out? She's got some uh, little white roots. Little white roots, some gray peeking through there in the little corner part. She's gotten so used to that nanny life that uh, she's transforming into Mr. Sheffield. She's got a little patch. (laughs) That must be it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't even bring up separation. Robin gets separation anxiety. It's just... She stresses about being apart from Cody. She can't handle that. Doesn't even want to think about it. So she asks Janelle to tell her more about the time when Janelle stayed in Wyoming when the rest of the family moved to Utah. Why did she ask that when this was in Robin's number one New York Times bestseller, Becoming Sister Wives? She didn't read it. She wrote it. (laughs) She didn't read the other wives sections. She just likes looking through hers. She was acting like it's the first time she ever heard it. Yeah, I don't know why this came as a surprise to anybody. This has been discussed a few different points, be episodes or tell-alls or in the book itself. There's a lot of documentation about this time period. Long story short, Chanel had a good job. Someone needed to keep making money in this family. Cody had to move because he couldn't find a job. She said, sure, see you later. They all went and eventually she made it to Utah. End of story. And Janelle thanks polygamy for the freedom to do that. But you could do that in monogamy too. It's not a specific benefit of polygamy necessarily. There's plenty of times where people have moved someplace for another job opportunity or getting established in a place when you're moving out of state or something like that where you you spend some time apart. Right. Or your job starts early and your spouse has to wait. It's not unheard of. It's not like that doesn't happen to monogamous people, Janelle. It's not a specific thing to polygamy, but that is what Janelle credits the success of that situation. It was polygamy. Thank God for polygamy. Luckily, her relationship with Cody is easily handled via phone call. Talk, talk, talk. Blah, 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 as Cody says. (laughs) You know, except for the sucking and the fucking. Well. Which she makes sure to tell us does happen. They do. There's, there are rules for that too. I'm sure we don't get into all that, but there are differing points of view as to what rules are safe and necessary when it comes to COVID here between Janelle and Robin. And Janelle has to explain, I have to push back. If there's all this list of rules, I can't follow all of them. I got to push back on a few of them to avoid feeling like I'm being controlled. This is when Robin really ratchets up the giggling and she's trying to act like She's okay with the fact that everyone's making their own decisions, I guess. And that's just a beautiful part of plural marriage. Yeah, beautiful for her because she gets Cody 100% of the time, just like she planned. (laughs) But could you hurry up and kick your kids out so that I could live plural marriage again? Because look, this is where we find out that Robin never signed up for monogamy. Well, except for that one time that she did with her first husband. (laughs) Cody has been at Robin's house all of the time 
and she denies that that is the way that she wants it. I think she wanted it that way initially, and now she sees how terrible it is to be around Cody 24-7, and she's ready to pawn him off on someone else until she's ready to have him back again. Careful what you wish for, Robin. Cody has become very unhappy, and that is now making Robin miserable as well. I believe her on that. Yeah, I can see it. This is where Janelle's like, yeah, dude, look, I don't know how you do it, because I've had him in my house for a week before, and that was too much. Never again. Christine tells us it's just more fun when Cody's not around. Yeah, if we're being honest, by comparison, I prefer Cody being absent. And poor desperate Mary tells us she will take any time that the other wives want to give up with Cody. Send him my way. I'll take care of him. I'll take care of him. Oh, she'll take care of him. (laughs) But this is where we get a little bit more backstory. But again, not too much more backstory because it was already stated as well. I guess this was just the big segment to push their book again. (laughs) Yeah. Another callback to Robin's number one New York Times bestseller. Cody was not her only choice. Robin had many, many engagements that she rejected in favor of joining the Brown family because polygamy. That's why. She wanted to live polygamy and be on TV. It's a nice bonus. I liked what Janelle said here. It was subtle, but I think she purposely sends messages to Robin because this is when she tells Robin that she doesn't have any desire to not live plural marriage. She sees the writing on the wall. We've already knocked Mary out of the rotation. Christine, if we believe the timeline as we think it is to be true, has already decided that she's going to leave or she's close to doing it. Janelle's the last piece of competition that Robin has. She's letting her know, back off, bitch. I'm not going anywhere. This is where it's getting cold. So maybe we can turn on one of those industrial outdoor heater lamps over there. Like we're at the uh, Cheesecake Factory out on the patio, maybe. (laughs) Nope. No, never mind. I'm just going to see you later. I'll see you later. Do they offer outdoor dining at the Shira Chateau? (laughs) Only if you make an appointment. (laughs) It's a new day and it is time to head over to the gathering house. Remember when Mary wanted her house to be the one that everyone would come to? Now it's like neutral ground. It's <laughs> it's kind of in the uh, in the battle sense, I guess. It's no man's land. <laughs> the irony of it is that everyone comes over to have conversations about spending time with each other, but not with Mary. Deliberately bypassing Mary. Janelle thinks that COVID has been the biggest contention point in their entire marriage. Yeah, welcome to 2020 for many people. Yeah, that's fair. And she opens up the conversation by reporting back that she's just going to pass the buck and all the pressure is on Christine about what to do about Thanksgiving because her kids have decided that where Christine goes one, we go all. Ah, yes. So it's make or break time and Christine was nervous to talk about this in general. So she's just going to throw it out there. I'm just going to jump right in and explain. I presented the rules to my older kids to come to Flagstaff for Thanksgiving, and they weren't interested in that. So Christine then pitched going to Utah to her girls, and that's what they've decided to do. So they'll be here for Christmas, but not for Thanksgiving. They're going back to Utah. They're going to hang out with Aspen and Mitch. I thought that was a real shit thing for Janelle to do, because now she just gets to blame it on Christine. I thought Initially, I thought it was shitty of Janelle to dump the responsibility onto Christine for deciding. But I also then started to think, Through the lens of if Christine has already left, as we suspect, maybe Christine took one for the team here. 
And she talked to Janelle beforehand, and she just gave her an easy out to say, hey, put it on me, and I'll take the heat. I can't make him hate me much more. Yeah, it's it's not going to do any more damage to our relationship. She does also say, we will come for Christmas. Right. So that is really a compromise. They're going to go see the older kids for Thanksgiving, but for Christmas, they are willing to quarantine and follow Cody's rules and stay here in Flagstaff. And Cody better get used to splitting holidays. The new normal. (laughs) This is where Cody calls BS on everybody because all everybody's been talking about since they moved to Flagstaff is how they wanted to be together, how they wanted to get back together during COVID now. But now Christine and Janelle are choosing their kids over me. What is the world coming to? Robin takes the opportunity to start complaining about not having any family around for the holidays. And Mary's like, I'm over here. Whoa. I'm going to be here. Remember me, Mary, former legal wife, first wife. I basically like created you, you know, (laughs) just waiting for my invite to Thanksgiving. So it is confirmed, which I'm surprised that Cody allowed Robin to invite Mary to Thanksgiving right in front of him. And he didn't burst into tears or scream or have any sort of outlet. But yes, it's official. It's going to make sure there are place cards on that table and put her on the other side. Oh, no, it didn't look like it from the trailer for this season, though. (laughs) That's why you need to have name cards. Mm. Mary took that seat on purpose. You got to think ahead. So this is where Mary is then parroting Cody now. And I think it's in hopes that she'll get into his good graces this way. It sounds like most of the stuff that she's talking about of all these things, all these rules, all these sacrifices, but nobody else is willing to do them. The same sad song that Cody was singing over at Janelle's. True. She's a thirsty bitch. She's trying to get back in there. (laughs) At this point in the conversation, Cody tells them he appreciates their positions. And this is when not headwife Robin says appreciate. I don't like that word. You you appreciate it? To be fair, Robin probably doesn't like a lot of words. (laughs) Do you think that she uh, takes a sharpie to a lot of the words in the kids' books in the house? She's comfortable with sitting there. (laughs) that one she's got that pretty much locked down wyoming nope she doesn't like that one it's tricky (laughs) Trixie. she doesn't seem to understand what he means she thinks that he is saying he is grateful for their positions that he's using that form of the word appreciate when he's more so saying he understands where they're coming from he can appreciate their positions Instead, she would prefer he use the word respect. So he does, by his own choice. Yeah, he does not have a head wife. Cody's not the kind to let one of his wives run him. Right. Or choose his words for him. But he's getting run, and <laughs> words are being chosen here. I guess Cody's vocabulary wasn't as large and throbbing as she expected <laughs> this episode, based on her Pinterest posts. Now he starts the guilt trip. He's told everyone that he appreciates their positions. He doesn't really mean that. It's time to tell everyone they have an obligation to a large group of people that they need to keep employed, which is kind of comical for people who themselves do not have much employment to speak of. Was he talking about the video, the film crew, without mentioning the crew directly, maybe, too? I don't know. I have no idea. But he does feel the need to say Christine has an employee that she could get sick. Oh, did he mean her virtual assistant that she hired for her LuLaRoe business, who doesn't even live in the state, and at this point, Christine hasn't met in person? (laughs) I guess you can get COVID through a computer screen. It's a computer virus. 
That was a low blow. Unless there is another employee that nobody knows about that works with Christine very closely. If it is the person that we are thinking of, then she did not meet her assistant until the summer of 2021 when she drove Isabel out to go to school. So what is Cody talking about? I feel like this is just retribution for mentioning the nanny on television. He's trying to take shots, but it's not working. Then he tells them he isn't a foot soldier. He's a general, whether he's good at it or not. Which he's not. (laughs) And he's leading by example, but the boys don't get why he's asking them to do what he wants them to do. But he does take a moment to admit that most of the struggles in the family relationship are because Cody sucks at leading the family. So that was a nice moment of admission of guilt. See, this is another example of something that makes me think he and Christine have had it out and she's told him, you suck at this, you suck at that. Or at least that's what he's taken away from the conversations. And then he's including little digs in front of her. I can see that. But this is not a guilt trip just for Cody. He's going to share that experience with everyone, but convince them that no, they are not on a guilt trip right now. That's not the point of this conversation. But everything that he says starting to sound more and more like a guilt trip. And Janelle has to try and point him out. Cody thinks he's pulling a fast one here. Some Jedi mind tricks. Trying to flip the scripts on everybody unsuspectingly. You're all independent, intelligent women who can make your own decisions. But you need to rethink this. You need to see the big picture. (laughs) You need to make the decision I would have made. It's not a guilt trip. It's just a little prick to your conscience. At this point, Janelle has lost it. She can't handle any more of the conversation. She feels like Cody is treating her like she doesn't follow any rules because she doesn't follow every single one of his rules. Doesn't count. So this is where Christine spells it out for us. If she has to choose between Cody and the kids, it's going to be the kids every single time. Don't get it twisted. Cody realizes that he just needs to admit defeat at this point, and he puts this very scary smile on his face. One of those forced smiles hearkening back to the commitment ceremony when he's freaking out during the photo session. Yeah, Cody decides to conclude this uplifting meeting here by stating with a blank, soulless grin, everyone should enjoy their Thanksgiving. Did you see how he panned? To each wife. To each wife. Eye contact with each wife. And I think he scared Robin. Because then immediately cutting to Robin, she like shuddered and looked away. (laughs) Janelle had already decided that was it. She was leaving. Yeah, she was done at the guilt trip. She's like, I'm going to dip. I'm going to head out. (laughs) But she stops when she hears Christine say to Cody, my conscience is clear. I'm pretty happy with my decision about what to do for Thanksgiving. Yeah, so then Janelle takes a page out of Robin's playbook here and she does the circle back. She (laughs) She hits us with the circle back and she's coming back to see... Oh, that's going to be interesting. But yeah, Christine's pointing out, I got no regrets here. <laughs> Don't try and guilt me into this shit. Then he explains he wants them to go back to their children. That was the point of that conversation. That was the point of the guilt trip. He wants them to tell the kids that it's their fault that the family is falling apart and to stop questioning his leadership. I'm not guilt tripping you, my wives here at this meeting. I'm guilt tripping our children who disobey me. And this is where Janelle pushes back because she's like, look, If I didn't go to Utah, I would be alone for Thanksgiving because I'm not following the rules enough and I didn't kick Garrison out last month when you were originally bitching to me about it. 
Okay, this was a revelation that was too late in the episode. Basically, there's not enough time at this point for Garrison to move out, plus for Janelle to have two solid weeks of him having been gone from the house for her to go to Thanksgiving. So she really doesn't have a choice anymore. It's either be home alone and do nothing for Thanksgiving or go to Utah because she's not allowed at Cody and Robin's house. So then Cody has to double back on some of the things that he's saying with her. No, I think that you understand what I'm saying and where I'm coming from here, but just respect where I'm at with all of this. Also known as just shut up and listen to my orders. And this is where she turns around and mumbles, yeah, fuck off. And just storms off. (laughs) I don't think she said it loud enough for everyone to hear. I could only imagine the footage we would have of Robin's face because she was the one sitting closest to Janelle when it was said. So if it was audible, I think we would have gotten a reaction shot. I don't think we would have. I think she would have played it cool and then she would tell Cody later Ah, to enrage him. There you go. Use it as uh, something against Janelle. Keep it in your back pocket. Of course. Yeah. She's going to find some other way to weaponize it, but she won't elicit a response in the moment. Some portion of Cody's brain starts firing because he asks everyone else if he's being a bully. Is it me? (laughs) Is it me, guys? Like all these people in my life who can't stand interacting with me. It can't be me. Is it me? Was it that bad to cause her to get up and leave? And Christine has to break it down here step by step for Cody because he still doesn't get it, of course. She has to turn mom mode on and give him a little empathy lesson. She has to turn kindergarten teacher mode (laughs) on and she's like Cody look Chanel has kids on one side and you on the other she's in the middle and she's torn between the two of you everybody has to make their choices though she gets shit from you she gets shit from them she's stuck in a really hard spot but here comes Cody with a hot take are you ready for this one if somebody in the family dies he'll hate whoever was responsible for getting that person sick yeah that was quite the diatribe wasn't it it was very strange It came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, Cody remembers that truly almost died of kidney failure in season six. And he says that Christine has hated him ever since. So this is something that you should bond with Christine over then, isn't it? (laughs) This is confusing on so many levels. First of all, Christine has many reasons to hate you and her complaints about you go much further back than season six. The other thing If Cody truly felt that way about making sure that nothing happened to any of his children because he wouldn't be able to handle losing one of them, why wouldn't he have a conversation with Christine and be very frank about the fact that they almost lost truly once and how that emotionally affected him and that he can't imagine going through that? Say they don't even lose a family member, but they get close to it. Having to relive that experience is something he doesn't want to go through and he doesn't want anyone else to go through. But no, that's not how we're going to present this. Instead, it's all about the bitterness that others hold against him. Yeah, and Cody's never brought this up before because it hasn't been convenient as a defense mechanism yet. (laughs) And also, it's a crock of shit. So yeah, we just finished recapping season six before season 16 started up. So you can head back on the public feed right now to listen to that episode. We recap it in depth about the kidney failure episode and Cody's shortcomings that led up to it. I was quite confused about where he was going with this, including when he said in their culture, a wife 
would be divorced. Like they would have to have a divorce if a child died. And then I realized, oh, light bulb. He's worried that if one of Robin's kids dies, Robin will leave him. So now he's four for four on wives threatening to leave him. (laughs) Well done. 100% across the board. Robin tells Christine she's sad that she won't see her for Thanksgiving. So now Christine also has to apologize to Robin for the choice that she made. Nothing like a little extra guilt trip here. But then this is where Cody just starts more word vomit from his own side here. Cody's jealous that Christine gets to go play with people who don't follow the rules. He's jealous. It's almost like he's forced to uphold these rules for the family and he doesn't want to. Mary finally says something in all of this. She sees people on social media with their friends. She wants to be with her people, her friends, not them. She needs hugs, man. (laughs) She wants those hugs. We know she needs them to stay alive. She's not thriving in quarantine. But this is where Mary realizes she's following the rules and Cody still doesn't come over. So she's just getting hit with both barrels here. And it was like, yeah, that was the concern. Was that just because you follow all the rules doesn't mean that Cody's going to come over. Clearly. Mary's living proof. We have to catch up with Janelle because she did successfully storm off and leave Mary's house. She's in the car self-filming and she's explaining how frustrated she is because she's between a rock and a hard place. And this really just sucks for her. She doesn't want to spend Thanksgiving alone and she feels that she's being safe. She did mention that her family is quarantined. So I don't know if whoever they're going to visit is quarantining or if she was referring to everyone living in her home who do not seem to be following any form of quarantine rules, but I digress. She doesn't feel like she's being irresponsible. I think that was the main point. She is making sure that her kids are safe. Her family is safe, but then she's also being required to baby her husband through the process. And that's where it's really difficult, especially when he's not there to be a part of the decisions that are happening on a daily basis or understand the reasoning behind them when she has active working adults in her home that she has to house. So I've been thinking about this. And one of the things I've had a really hard time with is understanding why I feel the way I do about Cody's rules, despite the fact that we were safe to almost the same level during COVID. Oh yeah. You and me, we took COVID Way more serious than most people probably did. And I wouldn't even say that in the past tense because... We still are. We still are. Aside from like the rules that they should have taken off this list months prior to having distributed it. But I think the issue is we sat out of family gatherings or activities because that was our choice, right? Because we accepted a certain level of risk. Cody is trying to force that upon other people. Where it seems like what should be happening is if Robin wants to be the super safe one, she and her family should be skipping things that they do not feel are safe enough for them to participate in rather than bending everyone to their will. Right. The, yeah, the difference is imposing your strictness on everybody else. And realistically, we were like, we can't enforce that with other people in our lives. And there's no way to do that. So all we can do is what we're willing to do. So if this is what we're willing to do, then that's what we're going to do. But everybody else gets to make their decisions too. And they accept their level of risk and they do the things that they're choosing to do. That's fine. So if that was the case, Robin should be at home alone with her kids. If she wants to stay inside 
and remove all threats, then do that. But don't drag Cody into that and say he can't be a father at the other households because you need him to be safe too. If right. he's choosing that to be okay and he's going to go to the other households and he can bounce between the houses, that's his decision then. Right. I think that's what's been getting to me. And I think that's kind of why Janelle wants to push back on certain rules. Anyway, I'm sure we'll have plenty of opportunity to think about that and discuss it more in the next episode. Right. Yeah. Because next time Mary's sick of all this, Robin's tired of being questioned. Robin's kids are crying since nobody wants to be around them anymore. I'm so mad about that. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Christine's just glad she didn't let COVID rule her life. And Cody is thankful for Corona Apocalypse because now he knows who is loyal to him and who is not. <laughs> that was an actual thing that he said. And who says cheers to Corona Apocalypse? Thankful for that at Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, man. Uh, maybe that tells us what the origin and the, the point behind the rules really is. Just thankful to have everyone out of my life. Those disloyal subjects. Right. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast or leaving a review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Be sure to tweet with us about the episode at surviving underscore pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.